How you doing? Good morning. Thank you. I loved you before that. I love you now. I'm glad we get to hang together. I'm so glad you came out. Um, having all these people loving each other and we get to, we get to hang and do this uh, in the morning. It's so good. So good. Hey, welcome to our series, Meant to Be. I am crazy about this study um, because in it, we have the opportunity to talk about what really matters. Like we ask deeper questions and we get to trade um, the way that our life is when we come in here for the way that it was meant to be. And um, we're in kind of a mini series within meant to be called light. And you can see that tree. It's all lit up and that's what God wants for us. So this mini series called light, this is week two of that. And we're going to talk today about how light reveals things, reveals things. So I'm going to ask you to um, take a look at a statement and see if you agree. And if you do raise your hand, I'm not looking, but I think I know how many people are going to raise their hand for this. Take a look. Would you agree that I have a growing concern or interest in what goes into the food that I buy and consume. If you would say that, you know, you agree with that to some degree, you just raise your hand. Yeah, lots of you. That's right. Good, good, good. No embarrassment. Is that a trick question? Like you could look in the, yeah, I think I do. I don't know. Like, like we're here to love you. Then yeah, you would, you have a growing concern. Why? Why? Because food labeling and transparency is huge. It's huge and it's only getting bigger. You want to know whether your food is non-GMO, organic, natural, preservative free, free range, cage free, chickens and eggs. We finally have an answer to the question, why did the chicken cross the road? Because my range is free, no cage on me, boom. Word to the chicken, that's right, that's right. Sustainable practices, fair trade. This is all good questions. It's all good stuff. You're label readers. You're label readers. And that is good. That is a good thing. You have the right as a consumer to know what goes into your food, how it gets to you, and that there are no secrets, that there is nothing hidden. But here, take a look at this. If your health depends on there being nothing hidden or secret in what you put in your mouth. How much more does your life depend on there being nothing hidden or secret in your heart? Dun, dun, dun. If one is true, the other is even more true in you. And I know that. We know that, that if it's important, that it is, that, that what we put into our bodies, into our mouths, not have hidden and secret things, how much more important is it that there not be hidden and secret things living in our hearts and in our souls? But the truth of the matter is that you and I and are often more concerned about what's on the labels of our food than what's being hidden in our hearts. And that is dangerous. That is as dangerous as taking a selfie with a bear. And I know a thing or two about this. We had moved here a long time ago. Quincy was seven. And we live out by Hartman Rock. So you have to take Gold Basin Road, you know, just 
past the airport and you go south, right? So there's that part of that road that snakes around by the river. And um, this particular summer afternoon, uh, late afternoon, there were a line of cars that were just parked there. And we're from the city. So like when people are gathering, you just want a good seat. It doesn't matter what it is. You're going to figure it out later. It could be a celebrity or something. So you get a good seat and then you figure out what it is. But in Gunnison, it's not a celebrity. It's a bear. It's a bear. So we got a good parking spot right there. Um, It seems that there's a bear in a tree. And people are looking like free trip to the zoo, you know. Um, So... I take down the windows, I roll down the windows on the driver's side and the passenger side on bear side, right? And Quince is in the back seat and she just starts bawling. She's just, roll the windows up. It was, it was cuter than that, but that's, that's it. You know, roll the windows up, dad, roll them up, roll them up. I said, what's the matter, sweetheart? She goes, the bear's going to come out of the tree and come through the window and eat us. I said, no, he's not. He's going to come out of the tree and he's going to go eat that man right there. There's a guy with his camera trying to get up real close. And I said, sweetie, when we see him eat that guy, then we roll the windows up and we're good. And she said, okay. (laughs) That's how it happened. Yeah, it's funny until you realize that some of us are being that guy. We're being that guy. That guy is us. Because we're thinking more about what we're putting in that might have hidden things than what might be in our heart that's hidden and secret. And that's far more dangerous. It will eat you alive, whether your windows are down or not. And Jesus has something to say about this. Um, We're looking in Luke chapter 8, this verse 17. Take a look at what Jesus said. He said, nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest. There are no secrets or things. Nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Jesus is saying, there are no secrets with me. There's no hiding with me. There's none of this. Now, depending upon where you stand in your relationship with Jesus, this could either be the most terrifying thing that you've ever heard or one of the most comforting. And before we're done, you're going to know which is which. Whether it's one or the other. He's not saying that you have to worry about him if you've got secrets. Your secret is safe with him. It's, not just, it's just not safe from him. Okay? Okay. So what are we going to do with this? We're going to talk. We're going to talk about three things this morning. Number one, what hide? Number two, why do we hide it? And number three... Why does Jesus want to bring it out into the light? Why is Jesus so obsessed with no secrets, no hiding? That's what we're going to talk about. And so we're going to start with, what do we hide? What do we hide? Now, usually, now I don't have to look at you to figure this out. I don't even have to look in scripture. I just have to look in the mirror to say, I tend to hide those things that I wish were not true of me. I tend to hide those things that I wish were not true of me and to the degree that you and I are like each other. You probably hide the same kinds of things, right? Now, if we want to look outside of ourselves to society, we have to look no further than the presidential election. Don't flinch. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, what this, whatever you support, whoever you don't support. Look, 
Everybody is like diligent right now to make sure nobody's covering anything up. Nobody's misrepresenting. I got to tell you that regardless of who you support, both of their pants are on fire. On fire, man. They are sweeping like huge things under the rug. That's what all the fact checking is about. That's what all the WikiLeak is about, right? It is making sure there is nothing hidden. Making sure there is nothing secret. Bringing it all out into the light. And what we like in politics, transparency and honesty, we need to like in our own lives. Now, society, culture, finds lies and secrets entertaining. I'll show you what I mean. Sundays this fall, like when the when the Broncos are playing on Monday night, you could see this. You could see this show, Secrets and Lies. I have seen this show. Let me tell you a little bit about it. This is all about what we're talking about. Everybody on this show lies whenever they're awake. Everything they say. Let me tell you. If you haven't seen it, if you have seen, see that lady in the back. She's a cop. She's a detective. See that man in the front. His wife, like first show this season, is found having fallen or pushed, we don't know, from the top of this uh, business uh, building. Huge sky rise, right? And every time they say something, they are lying. In fact, if you want to like figure out this show, you need one phrase and I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you. Here it is. Say this. I doubt that very much. Every time they say something, you think to yourself... I doubt that very much. He's like, I was so in love with my life. I I doubt that very much. I had nothing to do with her disappearing. I doubt that very much. The cop says, you are not a prime suspect. I doubt that very much. I'm going home to take a nap. I doubt that very much. Why? Because it's all secrets. It's all lies. And if they stopped telling secrets, if they stopped having lies, the show would be over. Some of you need to join me in saying we're going to be done with secrets and we're going to be done with lies and hiding stuff so our show can be over and our life can begin. Amen. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. So what is it? What is it that you and I tend to hide? Those things that we wish were not true of us. And most of the pain that you have ever experienced or inflicted, every adultery, every theft, every betrayal, every lie, every heartbreak, deception, abandonment, addiction has started as something to be hidden, has started as a secret. So what is it? What is that thing that you wish was not true of you? It might be an addiction, might be a habit, might be an attraction that you know is not healthy. What is it? Statistically, 60% or thereabouts of the guys in this room would like to hide their browser history. 60%. Wow. And you can say, like, like I can hide my porn well, like I can do it. But here's what you can't hide, guys. You can't hide the depression that comes with it. You can't hide the anger that comes with it. You can't hide the relational dysfunction that comes with it. So it's coming out. It's coming out. What do you hide? What are you hiding? It, listen, it's whatever you wish was not true of you. Look, I travel a lot. Um, so I have to keep a tight rein on my behavior, my thought life, and my, uh, where I go and what I do. Because I'm alone. And 
what you do when you're alone says a lot about who you really are. What you are and who you are when no one is watching is who you are in the presence of God. And that shows who we are. And that's what we're talking about. What is it that you and I hide? What is it that you and I hide? Jesus said it's all coming out. There's no secrets. There's no hiding. And depending upon how that makes you feel, we're going to move on to number two. Why? Why do we hide it? Why do we hide this thing? Well, maybe it's guilt. Maybe it's shame. Maybe it's um, regret. Or maybe we think that there's not anything wrong with the thing that we're hiding. We can afford to manage this, hide this, show this. But tell me, if there is nothing wrong with this thing, then why hide it? And if there is something wrong with it, then wouldn't you rather have it healed than hidden? That's the offer that's on the table. Healed or hidden, right? But it can't be both. can't be both. So if there's nothing wrong, why hide it? I believe it's because we think it's safer to keep it hidden. It's okay to keep it hidden. Our culture has convinced every single last one of us that regardless of what we believe, regardless of our faith or lack of faith, whatever, every single one of us to one degree or another, check this out, see if it is not true of you, just as it is of me, to one degree or another, we buy into this lie. Perception is reality. We buy into it, don't we? We spend a lot of energy, a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of social networking posting to create an impression, a perception, right? Because we believe that the way you read me, what you think of me when you see me, hear me, experience me is more important than who I really am. And when we buy into perception as reality, we become into impression management. Which means that every time I interact with you, I have this, this camera that is thinking, what is he or she seeing? What is he or she hearing? What is... And how do I manipulate that to create the response that I want? And that is a scary thing. Because here's the expression that says, you can fool some of the people all of the time. You've heard this. Or you can fool all of the people some of the time. But Jesus is never buying your BS. He just isn't. Ever. And guess what? He's saying, I see all the stuff that you don't even want to look at about you. Guess what? I love you. Anyway. Knowing all of that, I take you. I love you. Now, what file do you put that in? I'm going to tell you what. It's not about me convincing you how lovable or successful or charming or uh, gifted or talented or spiritual I am or you are. It's about who we are without any hiding, without any secrets. That's what it is. And when we create a false impression, when we give somebody a false impression, do you know who that is? That's Satan's. We're following him. Scripture says Satan is the deceiver of the whole world. He's going to show you something on the outside. He's going to show you something and do something under the surface. And that's what, that's what being 
management. That's perception is reality. That's what that's about. And that's a little scary. Jesus said, you know, when I run into these people, I call them hypocrites, right? Which means actors, which means posers, which means he's only interested in doing what, um, what is real, what is real. See if this doesn't describe you as it does part of me. I am living a double life. The part that I let you see on the outside and the part that I hide on the inside. Those are the two parts. And I like the person, the fake person on the outside more than I like the person on the inside. But when I'm alone, when I'm still, when I'm quiet, when I'm honest, I know that the person on the inside is the real me. And that's what hurts so much. If that describes you at all, there is great hope. There is great hope. This is where the broken come, man, to receive hope and healing. The gospel. But first, we have to get real with Jesus Christ. We have to get real with him because he says it has to do with what you love more than what you love over here. Listen to what he says. John 3, 16, we're all familiar with this. This is what comes after that. And Jesus is speaking. He says, this is the judgment. The light has come into the world. Okay, all my church peeps, who is the light? Jesus. Yeah, okay. If you're visiting, everybody here just guess Jesus all the time in church. Okay, you'll be right. Um, the light has come into the world. I, he says, have come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light, rather than me, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things, everybody who has stuff in their lives they wish wasn't true, hates the light, hates me, and does not come to the light, lest his work should be exposed. Jesus is saying, you love this thing inside you that's destroying you. You love your secret more than you love me and you don't want to come to me because you know you're going to have to look at this thing in the light of my presence and you have to make a decision and when it says should be exposed look 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 it's important we understand this jesus is not trying to out you jesus is not trying to shame you in front of people or expose you in front of people He's talking about exposed to your heart and your mind in the reality of my presence and my love and my glory, right? That this thing doesn't belong. This is destroying you. This is pulling you in a different direction. This is destroying the very life that I gave my life to save, right? This is killing the person I care deeply about, you. That's the exposure, right? And so here, um, if you're like me, if you're a Jesus follower and you have like habitual temptations, right? And something that is always knocking at your door and you need something to think about. This kind of boils this down, this temptation down. I use this. I say this next thing to myself out loud, like when I'm alone in the car, because people will think you're crazy. You start saying some of this stuff out loud in public. So, um, but if it helps, write this down, use this. When, when temptation comes, here's what you do. You hear Jesus saying, you can either enjoy this thing or you can enjoy me, but not both. Which will you choose? Because that's the choice that's before us, right? You can either enjoy this thing or you can enjoy, you, you can either enjoy that woman you'll never meet on that screen. You can enjoy me. You can either enjoy this addiction, you can enjoy me. Not both. You can either enjoy this, what? Isn't that what it is? 
And if you're a Jesus follower, then you have experienced him. You have enjoyed him. And when you have fully enjoyed the God of the universe, like there is no sex, there is no addiction, there is no drug, there is no adventure that compares. So when he puts that choice, that becomes very easy, right? Well, not in the moment. In the moment, you got to get God, give me the strength to enjoy you and not this thing that's going to um, give me brief enjoyment, but it's destroying me. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. So that's what we have to get clear with. Uh, let's get to the good part. Let's get to the happy place. Let's get to the gospel, the great, uh, the great part. Why does Jesus want to bring it to light? To shame you? to condemn you, to beat you up. Heck no. Let me let him answer that question in his own words. Here's what he says. For God, this is Jesus talking. For God, my father did not send his son, me, into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world, that's you, might be saved through me. Condemnation, I don't do. Shame, I don't do. I was condemned and shamed for you on your behalf as your substitute on the cross. I took that on myself. I deserve none of that. You deserve that. But I loved you. I lifted that condemnation off of you. I lifted that punishment off. I put it on me. I did that. Double jeopardy. You can't be tried for it if you've received the forgiveness. Why do I want to condemn you? Why do I want to shame you when I took that off of you? No, I'm not into that. I want to do... One or more of three beautiful things with whatever you got hidden. Whatever you got hidden. We're going to take a look, quick look at them. And then we're going to listen to God, respond to him and get out of here. Number one, if you're hiding secret sin, look, I don't want to out you. I don't want to embarrass you. I don't want to shame you. I don't want to condemn you. I want to set you free. Your secret's safe with me. It's not safe from me. Okay. What I see, I want to call out between you and me. I want you to bring it to me. I want you to put it on me so I could take it off of you. I want to set you free. If it's hidden hurts, some of you, many of us have hurts in our lives. What the unspeakable pain that you have endured for years, maybe decades of what someone has done to you, uh, a parent, a trusted adult, a stranger. I don't know. I don't know. Some of you I do. We've walked through life together. That thing you hide because it's too painful for you to look at. It's definitely too painful for anybody to touch. He's saying, bring that out of the darkness because it's killing you. You think you're managing it. Uh Uh-uh. You give it to me. I want to heal it. I'm going to put it on myself. If it's a hurt that you're hiding, he's calling you to bring that out so that he can heal it. Number three, this is fun. We're going to spend a little bit of time here. Uh, He wants to awaken. He's calling something out of you. His purpose for you. Some of you, um, he has been bringing you along in life. And he's calling you to something new, something different, a next step. And that's exciting. He wants to bring that out. So first, um, if it is a, let's go back and say, if it is a sin, look, he just wants to forgive you. He don't want to embarrass you for it, shame you for it, beat you up for it. Why would he want to beat you up? He let himself be beat up for that on the cross. 
He wants to set you free. Listen, he wants to bless you to the uttermost. From the outside of your skin to your deepest soul. From the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. From the day you were born to eternity future. He wants to bless you and he doesn't bless sin. So he wants to get rid of that so he can bless you. Not so he can steal your joy, so he can lead you into it. He wants to set you free. So that's what he wants to do. Why would you hold that back? Why would you keep that a secret? The scripture says when you keep sin a secret, when you do, it gives birth. And it gives birth to a baby that, that is death. And you go into ever-increasing death. He's saying, look, look, look. That is the exact opposite. I want to lead you into ever-increasing life. The thing you're clinging to is killing you. The thing I'm calling you to cling to is me. And I will be life for you. In you. Through you. Forever. You and me. That's the deal. If it's a hidden hurt, I just want to tell you. Man, you are safe with the healer because we serve a beautiful healing God. Scripture says he heals the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds by his stripes. You are healed, but you've got to come to him. You have to offer up this thing that you don't even want to name. You don't want to even bring it into the light of day, and I get it. And you don't have to come clean in front of everybody. You just, in your heart, you say, here, this is yours. This pain, you paid it. You you experienced it. Now you heal it, please. Because I'm trying to manage it. And it is suffocating me. It is suffocating me. He's saying, you come. You come, you be healed. And our friend and, and godly man, Rick Warren, he says it so well. He just does. Hiding your hurt only intensifies it. Problems grow in the dark. They only become bigger and bigger when they're exposed to the light of truth. They shrink. You're only as sick as your secrets. If you've been in recovery or AA, they say this a lot. You're only as sick as your secrets. So take off your mask. Stop pretending you're perfect. And step out, walk into freedom. That is what he is saying. That's what you and I can do. And, and look, this next thing I'm projecting because I want you to see it and read it and hear it because I want it to go down into your deepest heart so you can respond to it. See if this is you. There's something inside me. There's something inside you that you don't want to look at or admit. And God is calling you this morning. He drew you here this morning so that he could heal it. But up till now, you haven't let him because denial feels safer. But it's not. It's suffocating you. Why will you not come up for breath until your lungs are about to burst? Don't wait for it to get even more unbearably painful until you let Jesus make it better. He wants to heal you now. And every moment, a thousand times a day, more healing and more healing. Until you look back and you you say, I'm free. This thing that I thought would define me and identify me and hold me down, I am free. I am not the person that this happened to. That is not who I am. I am the one who has been healed of that. That's what he wants. That's what he promises. And here's the third part. Maybe for some of you, he is wanting to awaken in you his grand 
purpose for your life. Scripture says this, that we're being transformed into the same image. That's his image. He, he created you to be a unique reflection of his glory because God is so multifaceted. He needed you to reflect that part of his image. And he created you to, to be transformed from one degree of glory to another. And, and some translations call this from glory to glory. You're going to leapfrog in from one glorious to the next glorious and it's time. It's time for you to take the step to the next glory. Now, he's doing something in you. He's going to do more of that in you. He is speaking to you. He is calling this thing out in you. That is what he is doing. And, and, and you're receiving that. You need to hear it. You need to hear it. This is what God is saying. I want to bring it out in a new way. What I've done in, in you, quietly and silently, I now want to do through you for others in the light. This could be a career. This could be a course of study. This could be a place to live. This could be a relationship. This could be a ministry. This is a ministry in, in, in many different senses of the word. This could be a life step. This is, this is what he created you to be. And maybe you have hidden this seed. You've pushed this down because it's not your time or you don't feel worthy of being called. He says, no, no, you're my guy. You're my woman. I am calling you. I am calling this out because you know, you know this. You have not been able to shine as brightly or as wildly as I created you to shine until this thing breaks through the soil and flourishes. That is what I'm calling you to do. This is what I'm calling you to be. Look, um, just as a parenthetical, if you are married, if you ever plan to get married, this is what we're supposed to do in marriage. We're supposed to partner with God to, to say about your spouse, look, God, I'm going to partner with you to make sure that my spouse, that my wife flourishes in the way that you created her to be. Okay, you and I, we're going to work together to gently peel away all those things that are holding her back, that are not your best for her. And we're going to nourish and, 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 and nurture and, and fertilize and create and invest in everything that you want to make her. And because her flourishing is my win. That's, what, that's, that's you saying, well done, good and faith. I make her flourish. And she says to me, uh, God, I'm going to partner with you on this guy. Okay, I don't know what you got going, but I'm a partner with you. We're going to peel away those things. I'm, I'm going to lift him up because when he flourishes, that's my, that's my success. And, and that's, that's what marriage is, okay? And if it's not, it, it can be, okay? That's for free. That's for free, okay? So that's what God is doing as, as the husband or the wife the, of your soul. He's speaking to you. He's calling out that which he created you to be that you either have not known or you've known and can kind of put on the shelf. He's calling that out. So for some of you, let me tell you what it is. For some of you, you don't know why you're here or you've been skirting around this kingdom from the outside in. You have known about God, but you have felt him pursuing you in ways that you can't even describe. And you're here because he's calling you to be his right? He is not calling you to become a church person. He's not calling you to be a Baptist. He's not, he's calling you to be his, to be a Jesus follower, to say, God, I have tried to find life in every way that I know how. And, and I, what I'm finding is death. You are life. You died for everything that's going to kill me. And you live for everything that, that, that you created me for. I want forgiveness. I want healing. I want freedom. I want you. 
I need a savior, whatever that looks like. I want you. That's his call on your heart. That's what he's doing. So what we're going to do in a a minute is just listen. We're going to ask God to speak. We're going to ask him to speak to you and and give you the strength and the courage to, to act on what you hear. Not to out you, but to bring you in to himself. Okay? All right. Because this is true. That no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are exposed. We're naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. This is the day of grace. This is the day when we can stand before God and he's saying, hey, you got something hidden that's wrong. I want to forgive it. You stand before me in repentance and I will forgive you. You have a hurt that you're hiding. I want to heal it. I want to call you out into, into the glory. That's what I want to do. But one day, if you choose to go your own way, one day you're going to have to give me account of how you spent every breath I gave you. I will either be your savior, I will be your judge. I would much rather be your savior because I love you, but I'm holy. And you can't live with me and be imperfect. So here's how we're going to work this out. You either live the perfect life, sorry, blown it. I know. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put skin on. I'm going to come and live that perfect life for you. Then I'm going to die the penalty death that you deserve. If you will just trust me, all the healing, all the forgiveness, all the calling out into glory you will ever need is in me. That's how you can, you can have a rescuer savior. Or you can have a judge. You choose. And it seems like a good, easy choice, but we resist. Don't we? I mean, if you're like me, we resist repentance because we got to come clean. But if you have ever really come clean, then you know there's nothing like it. He's saying, just come. Just come. I'm not asking that everybody here know what you're going through. I'm not asking that everybody know what I'm washing you clean from. I'm not asking that everybody know what I'm healing you from. I'm not asking that everybody know the glory I'm calling you out into. This is you and me. And me wanting you to be blessed to your core. And that means no hiding. That means no secrets. Only mercy. Only grace. Look, God loves you so much. He wants to do this, not just for you, but for him. Because he wants you with him. And this is the only way to do it. But we've got to get past this hang-up we have with coming and saying, busted, forgive me, change me, broken, heal me. I'm that guy. I want to be that guy. You can do it. And he wants to do it for you. That's how we step out of the way things are into the way it was meant to be. Okay, less lights, more music. Let's start listening to God. Um, if you would, just, just enter into uh, a spirit of prayer with me. We close our eyes, or bow your heads, whatever, whatever does that for you. Lord, I, I love the people here that we get to, hang with, and I know you do too, and 
Right now, for, for my friends, Lord, and, and for me, I'm asking that you would speak in the way that, that it's unmistakable. You, you speak in that still, small voice and in hearts, Lord, that you would reveal what you want to handle that's hidden or secret. And then you would give us the strength and the courage to, to step out in faith and, and meet you there. Meet you there. Lord, um, many of us, it's, it's, it's something that we wish wasn't true of us. It's a habit. It's an addiction. It's a, it's a wrong turn that we continue to take. It's hidden sin, Lord. And right now you're, you're speaking to us. You're saying your, your secret is safe with me. It's just not safe from me. What I want to do is take it and put it on myself. I want to wash you cleaner than you ever thought you could ever be. And he's revealing that thing to you and saying, you can enjoy that or you can enjoy me. And if you want to enjoy me, then let me set you free from that. And he's speaking to you. If that's you, just just lift your hand up to God. Lift your hand up to heaven. I just want to pray for you as I pray for me. Just lift it up. If he's setting you free from sin, God bless you. God bless you. Back there, yes. God bless you, buddy. God bless you, yes. All right. All right, Lord, for, for all the sin. Lord, that's what you came. You came for those like me, like, like my friends here who are done with the things that are destroying us. Lord, for everything that has promised us life, that has promised us joy, that has promised us freedom, and it has only given us death and captivity. Lord, we bring it to you. We ask you to forgive it. We thank you for paying the price, Lord. We thank you for rising victorious over that sin and lord we want to enjoy you give us give us the strength a thousand times a day to make that choice for you and enter more and more into life thank you for washing us clean thank you lord and others you're speaking to right now right now lord you are speaking to them about that hidden hurt lord they don't even want to give it a name they want to don't want it to see the light of day but you're calling them to say to say lord to, to, to offer it to you that you want to heal it. Do you want to hold them? You want to hold it? You want to heal it? Lord, for those, yes, right here. You got your hand up. God bless you. I'm praying for you. If if God is, is speaking to you about that hidden hurt, yes, girl. Yes, you got it. He's lifting it off of you. He wants to heal you. Yes, back there. I see you. Back row. Yeah. God bless you, buddy. All right. Let's, let's bring him those hurts. Lord, you were wounded for our transgressions. You were hurt for all of our hurts, Lord. We bring them to you. We believe that you are a healing God. Lord, let us continue to enter into greater healing as we allow you to touch the untouchable. And you bring your healing to us, Lord. And in our weakness, make us strong. Thank you that we have a God who knows what it's like to hurt. Now, show us what it's like to be healed in your presence. Others of us, he is calling you into a new glory. He's calling you to be his. He's calling you to a new step. It's a breakthrough day. He wants that to come out of hiding. That's not a secret anymore. He's got a new chapter. He's got a new uh, a new season in your life. 
And it's, it's, it's now time to break through the soil and flourish. Some of you, this is the first time you're saying, yes, Lord, I have been on the outside looking in. That's me. If, if either one of those is you, just raise your hand. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. It's a new season. It's a new season for me, Lord. I'm saying yes to you. I'm saying yes to your calling. Lord, come. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Lord, wash me clean. Lord, I want to go from darkness to light, from death to life. Lord, from living for myself to living in you and for you. I surrender all. Yes, Lord. And, and I say yes to this calling, Lord. You called Abraham the father of nations when he had no children. You called Jeremiah the prophet to the nations. When he was still in the womb, you called Peter a rock. When he was not even behaving as a pebble. Lord, and you are calling me out into glory for you. And I'm saying yes. Whatever that looks like, I just want to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Give him a hand for what he's doing in people's hearts.